You're listening to Daily Dispatch by Your Story, a show that tells you about all things making news in the startup, tech, and digital ecosystem. In this episode, we catch up with Rahul Khanna, co-founder and managing partner of Trifecta Capital. Well, hello and a very warm welcome to Daily Dispatch, a show that gives you all the latest news and updates from the digital ecosystem. I'm Priya Sheth. Thank you so much for logging in. Time now to get you all the top news stories that we've been tracking for you this week. Well, first up, a host of services and transactions such as net banking, credit card payments, Aadhaar authentication, and even COVID registrations needed for the COVID-19 vaccine came to a grinding halt as SMSs and OTPs failed to arrive. Now, this comes after telcos implemented a new set of regulations for commercial text messages. Well, moving on to the second headline of the day, EdTech startup Quizzes has raised $12.5 million in a Series A funding round led by Age Roads Ventures. Now, the round also saw participation from existing investors. It will be using these funds to expand its team to support school as well as corporate customers as well as to accelerate international user growth. Well, the Karnataka government will soon be reviewing its existing startup policy as announced by the Karnataka Chief Minister while presenting the state budget. Now, Karnataka was one of the first states in the country to come up with a separate policy for the startup ecosystem. Well, moving on, Needlewise Wealth Management has launched the third series of the Edelweiss Crossover Opportunities Fund with a targeted corpus of 5,000 crore rupees. Now a Category 2 AIF, it will be focusing on late-stage PE as well as pre-IPO investments. Well, moving on to the final headline of the day, InsureTech startup Riscovery has raised $5 million in a Series A funding. The company will be utilizing this funding to build new insurance products, invest in its data science team as well as products and quadruple its partner network in the next 18 months. Well, moving on to our second segment, I have with me someone who has been in news of late. I have with me Mr. Rahul Khanna from Trifecta Capital. Thank you very much for joining us today. You know, first of all, talk to us about the fund close that just took place, 1,025 crore rupees. Uh, how easy or difficult was the process? Thanks, Priya. Uh, yes, uh, we did close our fund last week at 1,025 crores. Um, you know, fundraising is never easy. <laughs> But, um, you know, we were also hit by a pandemic halfway through the fundraise cycle. Uh, that said, uh, you know, the fund has performed fairly consistently. Uh, our first fund had also done quite well. Uh, so when the pandemic eased up and we were able to get back on Zoom and started doing investor calls, we were quickly able to raise the back half of the fund um, and ended up exceeding the fund target. So. Um, yeah, I think it's, um, you know, it's fund two is always a testament of the performance of fund one. And so we, we feel good about where we are today. Give us a sense on the performance of fund one and also in terms of fund two, how much of it has already been deployed? So typically uh, a fund like ours targets mid-teens IRR, so somewhere between 15 and 17% IRR. Uh, fund one is tracking to that target. Uh, we've been able to make quarterly distributions now for five and a half years. And for most of that period, we've beaten the hurdle. So I think the consistency of returns from fund one, and then from fund two, we started drawing capital in March, 2019. Uh, we've drawn about 700 odd crores from the fund, but through recycling, we've deployed over 900 crores from that fund. So we still have you know, another 25 odd percent to draw. And then we have another cycle, which we can do through recycling. 
So we have enough dry powder available uh, in the fund right now. When you talk about the overall investment scenario and the kind of sentiment, because I know that you speak to several foreign investors as well. So right. run us through what is the kind of sentiment at this point in time, considering that you know we're just going through a pandemic. Uh, but as far as India is concerned, what is the global outlook? I think um, you know the recovery from the pandemic, particularly in India, because the lockdown was so severe. I think the recovery, you know, has been extraordinary relative to some of the other markets. Um, and also because um, there was a part of India that was shut down completely, digital became the only way to engage. So whether it was in education or healthcare or daily supplies. So I think that recovery, you know, actually led to a structural change, not just a cyclical change, but a a structural move in terms of adoption. And for many of our portfolio companies, whether it was Practo that suddenly became a place to do a, a remote consultation or QMath, which became a place to do a virtual tuition class, which previously was done in people's living rooms, uh, or for that matter at PharmEasy or Big Basket, where it became a big part of people's daily life. You know, that behavior change got accelerated. And with that, I think investors saw that there is you know, the next wave of India can also be served by these companies uh, because the first 100 million are reasonably well served. I think the big question was, can you equally do justice to the next 200 or 300 million? And I think through COVID, that question got answered. And so with that, you saw a lot more investor appetite. Uh, many of our companies had follow-on rounds of financing at significantly higher valuations. And so I think the global investors uh, do believe that there is a lot more headroom left for growth, which is why they continue to invest very actively. From a data standpoint, you know, last year ended up at somewhere in the 9 billion of new capital deployed relative to 10 billion, you know, the calendar year before that. So it was a little bit lower because for the first, you know, kind of couple of months, May, March, April, May, things were difficult from a diligence, et cetera but then quickly the market caught up. When you talk about valuations, I do understand, and we've been looking at several deals that have been taking right. place. Uh, valuations seem to have hit the roof, uh, you know, specifically for uh, certain uh, companies and you know which right. companies I'm talking about. But you know, when you talk about the overall valuation scenario, do you think that this is the peak uh, as far as valuations are concerned, or do you think that you know valuations will stabilize going yeah. forward? You know that's a that is truly a billion dollar question. Um, I I actually don't believe you know we can time either the peak or the bottom. What I've learned in having been an investor in India through the last 15, 16 years is things in India are either very good or very bad. Right? We don't seem to have a way to be moderate about the environment. So. You know, nine months ago, it felt like the world was coming to an end. You know, today it's go, go, go. So I think, you know, at the end of the day, uh, investors are paying a premium for scale. They're paying a premium for quality and they're paying a premium for scarcity, right? There's only one big basket. There's one farm easy. There's one urban company. So I think because there are the ones, I think they're able to command a significant premium. I don't think you see that premium necessarily being available to every company, right? So I think the light is shining much more brightly on the breakout companies and, and rightfully so. When you 
stock market exits uh, you know a lot of investors are also thinking that maybe because valuations are high it's a good time to exit companies what is your view on the exit scenario in india i think this decade you know is probably going to be interesting you know from an investor standpoint because for a long time money has been coming in and not as much has been going out um the prospect of many of these companies ipoing is very real and with that you know you will see investors making great returns as well um you know different investors have different horizons and and candidly uh, for many funds that may be late in their fund life cycle they are obligated to take money off the table um but you know depending on who you are as an investor this could equally be a great time to buy into these companies because as we've seen in more mature markets there's a significant value discovery that happens at the ipo and then even beyond that companies have gone on to compound very nicely so i think it really depends on the investment horizon and your ability to stay invested or not when you talk about your third fund you know that's something that uh, you'll have also been toying with in terms yes. of raising a third fund so give us some details on you know what will be the corpus of that fund and in terms of investors are you reaching out to both domestic as well as foreign investors or you know, give us some details so you know we are still working through the details on fund 3 we expect to launch that in the second half of this year um you know one of the the challenges and opportunities of india is to to get your fund size right you know too small a fund and and you get left behind too big a fund and you end up you know maybe being pressured into doing investments that otherwise you might not do so i think calibrating the fund size is an important activity that we're still involved in we think that it could be somewhere in the range of 1200 to 1500 crores obviously over the last 5 uh, 7 years the market has grown considerably and the ability for companies to absorb incremental debt has also gone up um when we started investing at trifecta there were five unicorns in india today there are almost 40 right so there's an 8x number of companies that are over a billion dollar in value but there's another generation of companies right behind that that are valued now at between 500 million and a billion these companies are in sectors like healthcare education transport food agri etc and they do have substantial credit needs and we just want to make sure that we can be relevant to the ones that are breakout and that are category leaders um as it relates to the color of money in the fund traditionally trifecta has had a lot of support from financial institutions banks insurance companies domestic um you know private sector public sector so we've had a strong support from institutions which is not typical of most funds we continue to believe that with the performance we are demonstrating we should get allocations from domestic institutions sidbi has been a great partner of ours uh, as have rbl bank through these through many years so we expect that many of our existing investors will continue to support us like they did with fund 2 will support us in fund 3 we started to make inroads into some offshore fundraising um you know one of the challenges with raising funds offshore is uh, track record and and this asset class did not have a lot of data to demonstrate now that we are in fund 2 and you know when we get to these investors who typically need to see some history we believe that we could have an increasing share of offshore investments as well also globally yield is still very very low and so relative to that you know this asset class could be an exciting opportunity for economies where the yields are zero or close to zero 
All right. On that note, many thanks for joining us today. It's been a pleasure speaking with you. Thank you so much for being a part of Daily Dispatch. Thank you so much. Thanks, Priya. Appreciate the time. Well, time now to say goodbye. Many thanks for joining us on this edition of Daily Dispatch. I'll see you tomorrow as always at 5 p.m. Goodbye and take care. Follow us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and YouTube. Just look for your story or log in to yourstory.com. Thanks for listening to Daily Dispatch by Your Story.